I'm Tyler Smith. And I'm Jenny Smith. And this is Worth Playing For, the Survivor podcast. So uh, before we get into discussion of today's episode, I wanted to thank everybody for your patience uh, in our not having one uh, last week. Um, I was out of town and we just weren't able to record one in the two days since I've been back. And it just seemed like, you know, why even bother? Um, because as one listener tweeted at me, if there was any, uh, any week for us to skip recording last week would be it because the episode was snooze. Jen says snooze. I say it was still interesting. You know, it was, uh, it was not super dynamic, but it was interesting. You still saw people trying to play. Um, but ultimately the person that got voted out was not. I don't think people should be trying to play this late in the game. They should be playing. Well, that's what I mean is like you see Jason and Julia really trying to make something happen and doing everything they can. And then it simply doesn't. So the person that got voted out is the person that people expect. One of the people that everyone expected to get voted out, which is not always super interesting. Um, We could have found stuff to talk about, but it was a good. Sure. A good one for you to be out of town for. Yeah. Um, But uh, and I will say. I seem to be not necessarily alone in this, but um, I don't necessarily think Julia is a good player, but she is a player like and I don't think she's bad either. I think if she were to come back on, I think she'd have a a better game. But as we just watched her uh, Ponderosa Mm -hmm. and she said that she came out to prove some things. One is, you know, the young blonde girl on the beauty tribe doesn't get voted out first or second nor does she get taken all the way to the end as a goat. And she did accomplish that. Like, she did try to do some things. Mm -hmm. Not all of them were successful, but she did. She was something of a, some, I wouldn't say a force, but people, people took her into consideration as they made decisions. Mm -hmm. Like, whether they could trust her or not, she was trying to do the double agent thing. And I don't know, I thought it was... She wasn't super effective, but she was watchable. And for a 19-year-old, and we found that she uh, lied about her age and used that lie as a way to, or rather would drop the lie as a way of telling people, uh, letting people in. And I thought, that's great. Mm -hmm. Because when it comes right down to it, when you're at age 19, you don't have that many secrets. (laughs) (laughs) And so just like, look, all I have is my age. She was definitely a player. Yeah. I don't know that she would do better on another season. I think this is a very interesting cast for her to be mixed into. I don't think she would do as well. I feel like more life experience would help somebody like her do better so that like, cause that's the thing when she tried to do the double agent thing, everyone knew it and Yeah, she might better, she might be better able to hide it once she gets a few more years under her belt. Once she, you know, turns at the very least a uh, drinking age, um, <laughs> which I just find fascinating. But anyway, so, uh, so that was, that's our she's coverage. Drinking of, on Ponderosa. I did wonder that because perhaps the, uh, the age there is different. Perhaps there it's 18. Maybe they cheers at the end of her Ponderosa and she's holding a bottle of water and everyone else is holding a, mm. a cocktail, but maybe she was choosing not to drink. I could also see CBS being like, yeah, we're not going to be legally liable That's for anything true. here. Uh, we don't want to promote anything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's that covers our episode uh, or lack of episode last week. This episode, um, what did you think? If last week was boring, what was this week? Hmm. Telling. 
That is a good word. Why do you why do you use it? I think it really frames what's going to happen for the remainder of the season. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm not 100% bummed about it. I don't know. Joe's definitely going to make it to the end and in a final three. Yeah. And that's just such a waste of space. I think he will wake up to find himself in the middle of final <laughs> tribal and be like, what, where he am I? He finally had a confessional today, at least about his performance, but he just, and briefly talking about his problems with Jason, but yeah. Yeah. Never about strategy. No, never about it's just he literally said, I like I'll go with the group. I don't want to ruffle feathers. That's what you say. Day one. I mean, that's the thing. There are people that have won with with a strategy like that, but that's because they're choosing a strategy (laughs) like that's his is the exact uh, lack of strategy. I was talking with the king of TV, Paul Goebel, about this, and he it's, I wouldn't go so far as say he's a fan of Joe, but he thinks of Joe as he thought of Rudy, which is an older guy who didn't do a lot okay. strategically. But to me, I think, A, it was a that kind of thing works really well in season one. They write. Also, Rudy's just more interesting and had, more funny. Right. You know, Way better funny. confessionals just on a Keith kind of level. Yeah. And... Also, Rudy didn't make it to final two. That would have been an incredibly boring final two. Right. And who's to say if the show would have gotten picked up after that kind of a tribal? That's the thing that's always fascinating when you watch those first two or three seasons is they had to go a certain way. Otherwise. Yeah. Like it had to be Richard first and then Tina. Like Prince of Darkness. But look, good people can win too. Yeah. And then Ethan, you know, which followed that. And up. Tina was even against Colby either way, like yeah. a shiny angel would have won. Yeah. If if it had gone Keith, if Keith had won, the non-entity and also generally unlikable person uh Keith, then I think it would have been uh, off-putting. But anyway, so um I don't remember Keith from season 2? Yeah, it was be- it was between the three of them oh, and uh, I don't even remember him. Yeah. And Colby won the last immunity and he had to choose between Keith, who he would easily have beaten. Anybody would have beaten. Non-players would have beaten. What a terrible decision. Well, he his whole thing was, you know, I want to pick the person that is honorable. I want to pick the person that, you know. Back then, that was a thing. (laughs) You know, it's it's so interesting. It's still a thing now. Who did that? That now it's seen as As one of the dumbest decisions. I was listening to uh Rob Sesternino's uh, like 10 hour recap of uh, season 28 with mm-hmm. Wu and Tony. Mm-hmm. And he says that, in his opinion, Wu taking Tony over Cass is the dumbest decision anybody has ever made on Survivor. Yeah. Um, because that literally is even dumber than Eric. Um, yeah. giving his giving his immunity away because he's still like in the final five. There's no guarantee that he's going to continue winning. Sure. Whereas that Wu wins against Cass. Yeah. And he basically gave it away. How is that worse, though, than than what Colby did? Because in season twenty eight, yeah, you know, you should know better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, so okay, where were we? <laughs> I've been about thirty percent of me has been on our on Charlie the Podcat uh, playing <laughs> with my uh, my VIP badge from the International Christian Film Festival. Joe on day two out. versus day thirty. Yeah. something whatever we're on so 
Yeah, it's just very frustrating to me that he refuses to strategize. Oh, that's right. And so Goebel was saying that like, oh, he he actually would like uh, there's an argument to be made for Joe at the end. And I was like, yeah, but you know what? Joe's not going to make it because he doesn't he doesn't talk. He doesn't represent himself. Like, I, I, why is yeah, he Yeah, Goebel's alone in this. Yeah. He's just 100 percent a goat. Yeah, absolutely. And. Goats don't talk. They're pretty useless. They're not even like mules. They can't even yeah. carry your stuff. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I'm They're Aubrey. Just dead weight. If I'm Aubrey and I realize yeah. that I have Joe with me 100%, it's like half my job yes. is done already. Yes. Because A, you have a I got vote two votes. That you're carrying now. Yeah. Right. And once I get with that, per- get, bring that person to the end. Okay. So why is she working with Ty? Is she working with Ty only until a certain point? I think she's working. I think Ty is a shield. Because when it comes right down to it, who do you want it to? If, she, if you have to choose between beat, Ty, what was that? Would she beat Ty though? That's the thing. I think she's using him as a shield and then we'll try to cut him loose at the very end. Okay, but who do you take instead? Sydney? Michelle? Sydney or Michelle. Why in the world would you take Michelle? Ty is 100% right about Michelle. Yes, between Michelle and Jason, but Aubrey can make a better argument for winning than Michelle. Like Michelle can say, everyone says, oh, she hasn't pissed anybody off. Yes, that's true. Because she hasn't done anything. Because she hasn't done much. She does have a good social game. Like she's different than Joe. He hasn't done anything. Right, exactly. Even in tonight's tribal, in fighting with someone, she shows herself to be, you know, loyal and worthy and an upstanding citizen. But I can't imagine... I don't think Aubrey has actually angered anybody. I don't think so either. She might have. She's gone against people. Mm-hmm. But in doing so, she wasn't necessarily malicious. I don't think she actually lied to anybody. She has a very interesting strategic game going on. And yet, I could also see... This doesn't seem like a super bitter jury. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if she makes it to the end, I could see people actually having a problem with the way Aubrey carries herself or plays her game because there's a certain quality to her that's very uh, studious. Mm -hmm. And people tend not to like that. People seem to... Sometimes. Or they could really respect it. I really don't know. This is an odd jury. People liked Yule. People liked Yule, but he also... I guess at the same time, like that was a long time ago. And... Depends on the rest of your castaways. Yeah, that's the thing is, as we've been watching uh, these Ponderosas, which continue to be good, mm-hmm. um, one thing I haven't, I've been paying attention to like the way they've been interacting and how they're real people and stuff. What I haven't been paying attention to is, okay, so who is on the jury right now and how do they affect each other? Something that I failed to reckon, failed to think about is just how different ponderosa the tone of ponderosa will be once you get jason and scott back together oh yeah no thank you Mm -mm. (laughs) yeah so i feel like nick and neil are on one side scott and jason are on the other debbie's out on her own debbie is out man she like is not even interacting with them i think it's i think it is pretty clear that just it's not even necessarily that people don't like her. It's probably a combination of not knowing how to relate to her and her not knowing how to relate to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she really seems just adrift yeah. at Ponderosa. Because in the game, 
you have to talk to people and people have to talk to you. So she's going to be talking to people. And there's an objective. Yeah. There's a reason to talk to people here. It's like, I'm done. I'm done playing the game. Yeah. If I were on Ponderosa, I would be by myself. I would be piecing out. Nope. Nope. But at the same time, I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'd want to talk to people just because, you know, these are, you're part of the survivor community now, and this is part of your season. And, and also, as we learned from, you know, our friend Reed and mm-hmm. uh, Josh, there's still strategy to be had uh, at Ponderosa. Yes, that is true. Um, but that was a unique season because there were loved ones. Like, yes, there was a guarantee that Missy was going to get a vote. Right. And Jacqueline was going to get a vote. Right. Even if everyone agreed that Natalie played the best game. Right. Um, so that was a unique situation. You also have to remember that there are 24 hours in a day. There's plenty of time to talk to people. Yeah. I'm just saying I would be piecing out the majority of the day. But yeah, yeah going back to who's on the jury. So therefore, who are they going to vote for? And maybe that's too early for that conversation. We should talk about that when there is a final three. However, we're not really going to get to talk about it because it's all going to happen in one episode. It is so fluid right now. Mm-hmm. With every passing episode, I think the foregone conclusion that Ty wins if he gets to the end, I think that's becoming a lot less foregone. I mean, he does not. he did not look good at Tribal. Yeah. This episode, you know? Yeah. And the jury very much agreed with Michelle. Yeah. There were visible faces like, yeah, he screwed us. Yeah. And now. So maybe Aubrey is in the perfect situation with her core alliance to bring Ty. Yeah. And Joe. I think so. Because Joe didn't do anything. Ty did make people angry because that's the thing when you have. We, we compared Ty, and it felt somehow racist to do so, but we compared him to Yao Man, which he's this diminutive guy who has kind of a lovable accent and is just a positive person. Well, when he flips back from screwing people, we already saw in the preview from for next episode, he's giving Michelle a back rub. And they're like, who knew we'd be besties? He does have this weird, lovable quality to him. Yeah. And maybe if you put him on, you put him in front of the, the jury and maybe he can turn that on and now he doesn't have to do that much strategizing. Now it's He's purely social. He's not a social. great speaker though. He isn't. And I don't mean that just from a language barrier perspective. Yeah. I mean that he screws him over during travel, himself over during travel all the time, he including does. today. Yeah. This he, is one of the worst episodes of his. I can't remember the last time he actually had a good tribal. No. Mm-mm. I don't know if he's ever had one. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah. Which speaks to his game because none of his terrible tribals have made him be the one voted out. But at the, at the same time, from beginning to end, terrible game. Why would you reveal your extra vote to your core alliance? I'm, I'm shocked that Aubrey didn't turn around and tell other people that except for the fact that maybe he would be a good person strategically to take to the end. Yeah. So you keep that secret. But if he really was someone she wanted to take to the end, then she should have said, dude, don't use your extra vote tonight. Nobody is voting with you. That's a waste of a, an advantage. But maybe she just thought, well, that's one less thing for me to worry about. True. You know, because uh, even if there's somebody gets complicated, he has an advantage at, and an idol. It's like, all right, let's I just gotta, get start getting rid of this yeah. stuff. 
you know, if I were Aubrey last week, when Ty asked, should I play my idol? I probably would have said yes, because it's one less thing to worry about. And then a guy who at the time was seen as a huge threat at the end. Mm -hmm. Now he doesn't have his idol. He still has his advantage. I don't know what that is yet, but we're down one idol. Good. Um, so yeah, it's but uh, if you're trying to get him to the end too, and you're somebody else like uh, Aubrey, then you want him to keep the idol because it's to your advantage for him to have it too. Yeah, it's tough. This is a very interesting blend of people and circumstances. Like there really is the only real alliance is Aubrey and Joe, mm-hmm. which might be the exact thing that keeps them all the way so to I'm the thinking, end. Thinking like, what are Michelle and Sydney thinking? I think Sydney thinks she's just totally in an alliance with Aubrey. I think she, I think she is a pragmatist. She's in this alliance, but I think she realizes it's kind of tenuous and she will use it as long as it is, as long as she senses that, she, that they're not against her. And that's where I don't understand this at final six. Cause why aren't those two jumping over and saying, let's team up with Jason and make us the final three. I am surprised that more people are not targeting Aubrey like that really. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I feel like that has to speak well of her. I don't know, social game, her strategic game, or just the idea of like, okay, so I need to keep Jason around for a while because people don't like him. They're going to want to target him. I need to keep Ty around for a while. Like she has Mm -hmm. shields around, but she just got Jason out. I know. You know, she's subtly painting with like watercolors right now. It's very fluid. She's doing it in a very pastel, soft kind of way that we can see from an edit. So maybe they can't see it because it is happening slowly and softly and calmly 24 hours a day, seven days a week for more than a month. Like Sydney in the immunity challenge, Aubrey is going slow and steady and everybody else is falling down, but she's staying with it. You know, we have had X number of episodes to watch. Yeah. What, like, there are five left. We've had 13 episodes to watch, right? I think there's 13 episodes per season. I think we've got 11. Okay. So only 11 hours worth of material to try and analyze. They've had a month's worth. Yeah. More than that. But, you know, it's, and that's why I I like that we're watching and talking about Ponderosa as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Because... When you see people come back from Ponderosa, uh, sorry, go to Ponderosa, and you hear them talking strategy, which admittedly we're only seeing eight minutes of them talking about various things, and very little of it is strategy. But you hear them talking about Ty and just and talking about each other and all that. You never hear them talk about Aubrey. Um, <laughs> it's true. And not once. Not once. Like you even hear them. You hear them talk about Michelle. More Julia did. True, but she she thought in terms of like Sydney and Aubrey, like them yeah. together, just basically almost a shorthand for just my alliance, you know, these these individual people. But I honestly, I don't think that she thought that uh, Aubrey screwed her over or anything like that. So, you know, I and know. I, I hate to be so team Aubrey, but I feel like at this point of the five, I think she's definitely played the best game. 100%. I like Sydney a lot. Sydney is interesting to watch, but today... After losing reward with the three of them, Sydney, Aubrey, and Joe back at camp, you watched Aubrey paint that brush 
and just move things around. And Joe, yeah. how can I help you? And Sydney, I know what you mean. No. She is working it. Yeah. And you watched Sydney light herself on fire, basically. But she's playing with charcoal. But perhaps, and this speaks to uh, this speaks to Aubrey's ability, um, is that perhaps Sydney thought I'm working Aubrey because Joe's telling Aubrey what to do, that, and now I'm connecting with her. Meanwhile, I think Aubrey is the one who's being malleable and totally. is adapting to Sydney rather than the other way around. No, right. All that does is speak to Aubrey's game, not yeah. Sydney's. Sydney was volatile. She can't be told what to do. Yeah. The same thing happened later on in the episode when Aubrey was like. Did Sydney have a point? Was Ty very, not very, you know, yeah. demographic or uh, what? what's the word? I don't know. What are you trying to say? Democratic. Democratic. There we go. In making, Diplomatic. In dipl- yeah. He was being a dictator. Yeah. But she was able to say to Sydney, can you understand that I have a different take yeah. on it and that I am probably going to be voting yeah. not your way? Yeah. She was literally able to say to Sydney, someone in her alliance and a fairly loyal person, I'm going to go a different way. And Sydney said, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Like that does speak to, this is why I'm on Team Aubrey is that I think she is a great player and she does have, you know, in the same way, there are people that are good strategic players, but you don't immediately notice it. And only at the end, when you see the whole arc of their game, do you realize, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. they're like a covert strategic player. I think Aubrey is a covert social player. We think of her strategically, but she really backs that up with her social game. Yes. And she has a stronger physical game than anybody. She doesn't roll her her eyes. Yeah. You can't see it in her face at all that she is dying. Which I think is maybe what, to go back to what uh, what I was saying a moment ago, which is I think people probably... Think of her as somebody who's a little bit cold and and that sort of thing. But while they think of her that way, she is massaging egos. She's saying, hey, I'm right there with you. And they don't see her as that. They see Michelle as the social threat. They see Ty as a social threat. Mm-hmm. They don't see her. And it's just... True. I do think that if Sydney got to the end with, a, with certain people, I think she... She's entertaining enough and she can speak well enough and make jokes and she can get people on her side. Um, I think she could do well at, if she made it to the end, if she goes to the end with Aubrey, obviously she wouldn't win. But if she goes to the end with Joe and Ty or Joe and Michelle, um, I think she could win maybe not against Michelle, but I think she could just, she has a more dynamic personality and I think she's able to win people over with her sense of humor and her charming smile and that kind of thing. Absolutely. I think she could win. That's what we're talking about. At this right. point, these last two episodes have made me realize the only person I want to win is Aubrey. I want I want Aubrey to win. If she got voted out next episode, then I want Sydney to win. Sure. And that is not that's not me compromising. Like I'm okay with either of those two if they win. I don't think Sydney deserves to win after today. She's volatile. It's not that I think Sydney deserves to win in a in a larger way, but if Aubrey's gone and I'm left with that with that final four, Sydney I think deserves to win over Michelle, over Ty, and certainly over Joe. Sure, but you just said you weren't compromising that like either one of them were viable options to win. Well, what I mean to say is that like if Aubrey gets voted out, I'm not going to be like, ugh, all right, so which of these four losers? 
it's like, yeah, I guess I'm okay with her winning. It's I not see. that. It's I could actually get somewhat enthused about her win. I will be sad that Aubrey is gone because the true deserving winner will have been gone. But Sydney is a good backup. Mm-hmm. So before we move on to talk about, you know, um, well, real quick, what do you think of Michelle as a backup? Well, that's that's what I was going to say is let's let's look at these others. that, yeah. In my opinion, I don't think are that, <laughs> you know, that exciting. Um, I like Michelle. Everybody likes Michelle. I don't think she's that interesting. I don't think she's played that good of a game. I think she only has a social game. And even then, it's not necessarily a social game that I like or can get behind. It's interesting what we deem as worthy criteria, right? Because yeah. if you only have a social game, well, then aren't you that? That much more worthy to win if you've gotten all the way because you didn't even fire on all three cylinders and you got yourself to the end. But I don't think it's that dynamic of a social game. It's mm. an invisible. It's an invisible social game, which is fine. It's like what I was talking about with uh, with Aubrey, but it's more just it's sort of a bland. Like not offending anyone is not the same as everyone liking you. Everyone likes Keith. Michelle has not offended anybody. And Recent like Keith. Recent Keith. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not season two Keith. Oh, right. we talked yeah. about him earlier oh, in the episode. Shoot. I just want to make sure. There have been a few Keiths. Yeah, you're right. Keith yeah. Nail, who is just on, you know, who's on season 29 and 31. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like he's a guy who just everyone's on his side. Everybody likes him. Everybody wants to like him. Michelle simply Missy wasn't. What was that? Missy wasn't. Yeah, but who cares? <laughs> no, Missy's a jerk. Um, we all know what we think of Missy based on what our good friend Reed said. She is a brat. Now, Baylor's the brat. Uh, oh. Missy is the wicked stepmother. So she's, <laughs> yeah. She's that a whole bigger fam- brat. Yeah, look, I mean, the apple doesn't is just fall worthless. far from the tree. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, if Michelle was the winner of this season, I think I'd be bummed. Mm-hmm. Especially a season that I liked so much. Yeah. That would bum me out. I wouldn't be angry. If Joe won, I'd be angry. I can't imagine that happening, no, but who knows? It's not Stranger happen. things have happened. No. Um, Even if we're a final two between Michelle and Joe, he would not win. That's it's true. It's not going to happen. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'd be bummed if, if Michelle won. Would you be bummed if Ty won? No. I don't think either. I don't think I would be either, but he's a hard winner. He would be a hard winner for me to get behind because he's made so many big mistakes. You know, but he does have the social thing. Like you said, Uh, apparently next week he can get someone he was gunning for. I mean, someone he he voted for twice. He is cowboy. And then he is Yao man. He like really is off and upsets people. And then 15 minutes later, I mean, they have not eaten Mark. Like what is going on? There is protein walking around in front of you. Mark is out, has outlasted a lot of people. And you're not allowed to eat other like contestants. Mark is going to make it to day 39. <laughs> do you think that if Ty does not make it to day 39, do you think they'll eat him? Or do you think people are now everyone else is in love with Mark? I mean, there is something to be sad about having a pet. Sure. Pets have scientifically proven like to improve your mood around the house. If you're like a stay at home mom or you're uh, you work from home. Yeah. If you're in a bad mood, your pet can just brighten your day. I would not eat Mark for that reason. Also, he looks pretty skinny right about now. So, you know, how much are you really going to get off those bones? Yeah, he's he's a pet and also kind of a mascot yeah. for the tribe. And he has a name. You yeah. don't 
Mark. And it's a weird name. It's a fun name for a yeah. chicken. Yeah, it's just such a... I cannot believe... I mean, he's truly a pet. He's not even tied up to anything anymore. Yeah. He hangs out because he knows he's not in danger. The chicken <laughs> that he was tied up to is gone. Yeah. You know, so... No. He just hangs around camp. They wake up and there he is. Yeah. There's no way they're going to eat him, even if Ty goes. It does feel... I don't know if this is feasible, and it might actually be against the law. Do you think Ty takes him home? It would be kind of awesome if Mark was at the uh, at the reunion. Yes. You know? But I don't know if you're allowed to transfer, if you're allowed to transport uh, But who livestock. says that wasn't... Oh, yeah, because it's livestock. Yeah. And diseases and all that. Yeah. Mark Burnett and Probst have a lot of money, though. They could give Mark shots. Do you think that's why they named him Mark? Oh, maybe. Genius. I was trying to think why. Um, think the other one's name was Jeff? Yeah, little Jeff. And she's like, all right, I'm tired of Jeff snuff <laughs> snuffing our torches <laughs> and we can't eat the actual host. Um, I think if Ty won, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily be angry about it. But it reminds me. It's weird to make this comparison, but because I've been listening to this recap of season 28, Ty is a little Tony-esque. Hmm. He actually plays a lot bigger than people think because he's a small guy with kind of this quiet voice, whereas Tony was just this a very large man. <laughs> very bombastic. And very bombastic. But when you think about it, like they both make big moves. They jump around a lot. They make people angry. And yet they can still get people back on board with them. I don't love Tony as a winner. I don't either. I think I have a bit, a fair amount of respect for him because how on earth you can play that haphazardly. It's like yeah. the, it's the Hap least hazard. Exactly. It's the least and most strategic game I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, it's really amazing. And it feels like if Ty won, I'd say he I, is, he's a, he's like Mike Holloway who admittedly did like uh, crazy with challenges, but he, he tried everything he could. Everything was really big and that he just couldn't make anything happen. And would you say that Ty has been successful in the things he, he's been doing? Well, yeah, he's still here so far. Yeah. But I mean that like, I guess that does mean that he's been successful, but like we've seen people just try to do things over and over again and they keep happy. They, they, they hang out for a while, but nothing they try to make happen really works, you know, but I guess, I guess the fact like that Spencer, Ty is first like time Spencer. around. Yeah. No, I don't think that's anything like Ty's game. Okay. I think it's working. Yeah, I guess so. And I think it's pissing people off. It's kind of Russell esque in that way. I think the fact that he has not played his idol yet and people are like, yeah, Ugh, he could still play it. And we, so we can't target him yet. Yeah. And I think he only has one more tribal in which he could play. Which it, is so. why he played his advantage this time yeah. and then that next time. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, I mean, he's a guaranteed final four. And so, like, and with that final four, he could win immunity and be in the top. Sure. So I'm, I'm very interested to see who this top three is going to be. I mm -hmm. think Joe's in there no matter who goes. Mm hmm. Because everyone knows what he is. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but rather than make predictions, we'll talk briefly about challenges and such. Um, so the first one was that that fun maze challenge. That was fun. I loved that. Yeah. I, oh, 
Still kind of coming up with good things. I know. Not just repeats. And it really is just a version of those little uh, yeah. maze things that you played when you were a kid. It really is like the guy who makes the the challenges probably just went to the dollar store and got yeah. a bunch of stuff and thought like, how can we blow this up yeah. and make it interesting? Yeah. And on the water, you know. The way they take advantage of the water and it's not just, okay, swim, mm-hmm. you know, is really something. To me, that, in the water, like there were obstacles within the water. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, it was a really good challenge. And then, and you got to see Jason really the, take this leadership role. The and, thing, it, yeah. It was a little bit lopsided as far as skill level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so I enjoyed that. And, and before we get to the, uh, the immunity, or I guess maybe, we can talk about the immunity and then just talk about Jason as a player. Mm-hmm. Um, the immunity challenge was fascinating and so stressful. I get so stressed out when I watch stuff Jeff like that. Jeff is just a dick, man. I mean, he was just so rude about yeah. Sydney to Sydney, just yeah. like kind of talking about her, like as if she weren't there. Yeah. Even when, then when she's in a lead, he's like, and miraculously, like he has yeah. this big grin on his face. Like someone else had just started ribbing him for giving her such a hard time, but he's like ribbing himself. But then he continues as if like, well, she's in the lead now, but she's inevitably going to dump everything like every other person. And she doesn't. It would have been nice if at the end, once he gives her the thing, he's like, you proved me wrong. Even just acknowledging, openly acknowledging it like, I was way off on this. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, but that's not. I would have been Jeff really is. tempted to say something as he was putting the necklace on me. Like, yeah, screw you, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, and I mean, admittedly, all of us, yeah, I myself thought, like, all right, well, Sydney's strategy doesn't look super effective, especially when you see that so many other people are doing well. And, Jason could have beaten her. That's the thing. You know? Because everyone caught up to her again, that's when I really thought this is, you know, yeah, she may not have dumped, but it doesn't matter if she yeah. doesn't win. Yeah. But they had to go fast once they dumped too. It's like all or nothing at that point. Yeah. You go fast and you catch up or you're just out. Yeah. yeah. And she didn't dump once because it's just slow and steady wins the race. And I think it would have made it interesting if they had just given them a pile of letters and made them spell it on their own. Like how many people would have, would anyone have been as terrible as Joe? Or was he just frazzled at that point? I would say he was frazzled because the fact that he was in a pretty commanding lead for a long time and then dumps everything and now suddenly he has to scramble along with everyone else, I think it just screwed him up. You know. I wonder if people would have felt frazzled from the beginning, though. I think that would have been an interesting sure. take on it because they neatly pi- like laid them out one by one to grab. Yeah. So are you saying that like, if they hadn't even told people what it was, what the word was. No, you can tell people what okay. the word is, but then they have to figure out how to spell it backwards on their own. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun to see. Again, I like Sydney. And so when she wins, I root for, her, and I root for an underdog and she made herself an underdog the moment she started doing the challenge. Not where, only that, but she has never won an immunity, like a, an individual. Has she not? I never keep track of that. I She's need to. not a great performer in challenges. That's true. She's too buff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she's not super coordinated. Um, 
and yet this is all about coordination or it's 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 all about i have made it i have a strategy i've made a decision and i'm just going to stick to that i don't think with her it's so much about coordination it's literally her ability bodybuilder body yeah allows her to do what she consistently does in every challenge which is like 100% hold out. She doesn't shake. She doesn't shift. She doesn't have to yeah. squirm. But then 100% her body gives out. Yeah. She can 100% give and then 100% is out. There is no middle ground for her. It's it's like our, our friend Sean, who is a, uh, a personal trainer, and his whole thing was working to failure. Just going as hard as you can, as fast as you can, until the point you literally can't go anymore. Like there's no hedging or anything like that. It's just going all the way until you just can't and Mm -hmm. you know he was a big strong guy she's a big strong girl and so and she's you know she's not big and strong by accident she's big and strong because she probably works to failure that's how she goes Mm -hmm. and once she gets to failure it's just a cliff yeah you know yeah um and yeah and it makes you wonder with something like this how much longer should could she have gone on like that or would she eventually have just been like not necessarily get a cramp or something like that, but just she hits the wall. She hits the wall of patience and mm-hmm. it's like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Or she starts going fast or something like that. But either way, she did a great job. Yeah. Uh, partially just by having patience and just believing in her strategy. And my guess is as people are falling right and left, sometimes twice in her <laughs> mind, in her mind, I'm sure she's just like, Everybody else falling is just confirmation that I'm doing it right. So don't give up now. Don't start speeding up. Yeah. So, yeah, she did a a really great job. I was very happy for her. Mm -hmm. Um, So to talk very briefly about Jason, um, a lot of people don't like him. I'm not a huge fan of him. I would like to see him come back Mm -hmm. because when to me, like when you see him in that, uh, the, the reward challenge situation, you realize there is a, definitely a leadership ability with him. And if he had not paired with Scott immediately, yeah. I think he could be seen as like a hero of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I don't know. He literally said in his Ponderosa, I like people to think that I'm kind of a dick, basically. That I'm a non-feeling, like, bro-down guy. Well, you know, I'm a guy. Yeah. But, you know, my wife makes me melt like butter, basically. But but I like to be seen as like that dude who yeah. just doesn't give a rip. But that dude can also be, you know, it's it's like something, honestly, that a soldier could say, which is I need people to know that I'm not going to get emotional, that I'm not going to waver and I'm going to be steady. I only think that exists in villains. I don't think... His That's relationship true. with Scott was what was going to make him tip to the villain side of the scale. I think he had that going for himself. I think it made him tip in a way that I didn't like. Because mm. I do like, I tend to like villains. Sure, but exactly. But then there's, there's, there's assholes. Or I guess it's not family friendly anymore. <laughs> I guess we've said dick a couple of times. There's assholes That's and there's villains. That's not a villains. swear word. Is it? Yeah. Maybe you in the Bible belt. Yeah, I guess so. That's not a curse. Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay, listeners, feel free to comment. Is crap? No, I don't think so. Is ass? (laughs) Okay, we can't have this discussion Uh, on air. 
I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to know. I'm. I think in terms of PG, PG thirteen, and stuff like that. I do. Oh, know you that literally know like which words fall into which of those categories. I, I used to. It has changed. Over I have the a years. potty mouth of a mother for a mother. So That's true. my household swear words flew. Yeah, and no, it's. Uh, Certainly in my household, like swearing was not a big, it was not a thing that you did. But, but I think even in your household, like crap is a swear word. When people said crap, I remember being like, whoa, hang on now. What's <laughs> what's going on here? Oh, somebody, dear. somebody is in a bad mood. Am I about to get, get punched? Like, are my parents going to beat me now? Cause, cause they've crossed the threshold. What choice do they have? Um, but no, I tended to think in terms of, okay, what? what is allowed to be said on TV and how has that changed over the years? Son of right. a bitch. You could never say on TV. I remember there was a, a movie called the hard way with Michael J Fox and uh, James Woods. And I watched it on TV once when I was a kid and I remember, and so if you know, it's censored. So they yeah. record alternate swear words. Yeah. And so you have a slug in a ditch. <laughs> It's like that slug in a ditch. And it's like, oh man, it's it, it's not bad enough. He's a slug. He's literally in a ditch. You can't get any worse than that. And so it's just, they did they did the same thing with Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm sure. What do you know? What he said? Yeah, uh, he says take a lump of coal, coal, and like stick it in his ass, like in a real thing. But he says stick it in his fist. In two weeks, you'd have a diamond. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, he's that's like right. Uptight. Yes, that's right. And I remember in Ferris Bueller, there was a part where he's talking about Cameron. And he says he's going to marry the first girl he lays. Mm. I did see it on TV, and it said, and they changed it to loves. So even lays for a while yes. was not was not allowed. Yes, but uh, this was a weird tangent. Sorry, Big everyone, tangent. but that's okay. Um, Jason Nass. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but th so, oh, that's right. So there are assholes. Yeah. And there are villains. Yeah. Colton, especially his second time around, because I mean, he tries to strategize and stuff, but the personality that comes out is just asshole. Um, same with Abby. Um, whereas Boston Rob. I think there's a third category for Abby. Yeah, it's just Abby. Um, <laughs> exactly. Along those lines, I will actually say, though, that uh, I, I've put together a fantasy casting over at battleshippretension.com in which I put together my, I won't go so far as say ideal, but uh, a fantasy casting of heroes versus villains part two. Okay. Now the rules were, it was, it could be, it was only people that appeared after the first heroes versus villains. Okay. So 21 on, mm -hmm. and then they can, they they can play more than once. They can win the game. Uh, and so I put together a list of, of 20. Okay. And uh, and I'm not going to say them here. Go to battleshippretension.com and find out what I thought. Um, because there are some people that I put on the Villains Tribe that I'm not, that I wouldn't enjoy watching, but I know America would. So. Please tell me Abby is Abby, not Abby's on, on that. There, yeah. That's incorrect. Sometimes you got to have the people that just uh, make you cringe. She ruined her season. I know, but here's the thing is I feel like, cause she would be on the, on the tribe with like Tony and I would love to see Tony and Marty and, <laughs> uh, and I would, and Corinne and I would love to just see them just shout her down and, and probably vote her out eventually. Cause I think Tony would be like, I, I don't have the energy for this or more. That's Marty, what more everyone said at the beginning of the last season, then everyone kept her around. It's a bad idea. 
doesn't matter. But you can find Jason that a Battleship could have been a good on. villain, but being with Scott turned him into an ass, is yeah. what you're saying. So if they brought him back, which I suggest they do, by the way, <laughs> um, if they go by my blog post, um, if they brought him back, I would be interested to see the kind of game he played. He'd still be, I think, a villain, mm-hmm. but I think it'd be a very different kind of villain. I, I stick to my guns that he is charming, that he is funny, and that he there are times I can, I can be on his side. Um, but when you have somebody like Scott who doesn't have any of those, um, I think it just appeals to the worst aspects of Jason Mm -hmm. and they enable each other to be rough. So anyway, um, so I think that's where we, unless you have anything else to say about Jason. No. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he has a good boat. It's kind of inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like at some point, I'm sure someone could have and maybe even should have thought Jason goes to the end. Yep. He, he'll have Scott's vote, undoubtedly. Michelle and probably Sydney no should else. have thought about this. I know there, there are some bad decisions being made. Yeah. You know, um, people are unwilling to play and they're at final yeah. five. And that ridiculous. was and that was Jason's problem. It's right. just like, you know, it's one thing if people aren't willing to talk to me because they don't like me. But at the same time. I am one, I am a vote and you're all part of one alliance. You get rid of me and you're going to have to try to convince each other. You keep me around and suddenly I'm with you to the end, obviously. And just like it, he, I think he recognizes bad strategy when he sees it. And yes, it also hurts him, but it's also like, come on guys, we're all here to, for the same reason, right? Do you think he could have won though? If he had gotten to the end? No, I don't think so. I don't either. I think he go even if he goes to the end with Michelle, I think Michelle wins. Yeah. You know, I think he wins over Joe. So if it were a final two, but I doubt that would ever happen. Um, so yeah, I think everybody except Joe would beat him and maybe even Joe. Um, Joe would not beat him. Mm-mm. You know what? I think you're, yeah, I think you're right because Jason is a talker. Mm-hmm. And I think in that final tribal, I think he could actually be charming and sociable and all the things, yes. you know, and he, and he does have, he's got the soldier card and he's got the the family card yeah. that he could play. And, uh, and yeah, he could, he could win maybe even, maybe even win against Michelle now that I think about it. So I think he could have, yeah, it's, it's tough. And, and Sydney, I think she still wins against him. He's a better talker than her. He is, but he's also bothered a lot of people and she's still a a dynamic. But they're not bitter. Nick and Neil are up in the air to me as far as who they would vote for. Yeah. That's yeah. They're not bitter yet. And they also got out before he, you know, hid the machete. And yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was once Nick got out that mm-hmm. he and Scott really turned it up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, I'm really fascinated to see how it's going to go because a, a jury can turn bitter once they see who the final three is. True. Because then it's just like, them? Yeah. Not me? Are you kidding? No way. Yeah. I hate everyone now. It could be that kind of situation. It is true because you see in even Jason's Ponderosa, he's like, hey guys, what's up? I want some pancakes. And then he wakes up the next morning and looks like yeah. he has been crying. He yeah. looks dejected and heartbroken and it's sinking in, you know, yeah. that people might get to day 39 and that's when it sinks in yeah. and the bitterness comes out. I think so. 
you know, cause I think, I, I do think that there's like a series of, there's like stages of grief with survivor. Exactly. And I think the first one is it's like, Hey, you know, I got voted out. It's, it's a game. I did what I could. And now I'm eating again. I'm sleeping. I get to hang out with these past castaways. And then I think shortly after that, it's, Oh man, the mistakes I made. Then probably after that, it's screw all these people. Yeah. I think it turns to that. And then hopefully it turns back to it's all a game now who played the best, you know? And sadly, not only from talking to, you know, Reed and Josh, but because, as a function of them, other survivors, mm-hmm. I think that, I mean, I think this in life, I think there just should be a bigger focus on mental health. And why are you going to see a doctor and getting weighed? And why aren't you getting therapy when you get voted out? Because we've seen it from anywhere from leaf to starting to sob to anger and bitterness. Um, Not only that, but people are freaked out that they're shutting a door for the first time in 30 days. Yeah, You are, you needed to help people reacclimate to functioning human life you yeah. literally stick them in the middle of nowhere and, and I know, then you bring I know them there, back with no help i know there is a, a survivor therapist and i guess officially i understand why they don't let us see them talk to the, the therapist um but i want to so badly how much are they doing though i feel I like all know. of them should get an hour-long session on ponderosa every day yeah and and i know they're not I feel like there's got to be a certain degree of PTSD when you come out of it, right? Like you're starving, you're not sleeping, you're paranoid all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Paranoia is what the majority of the castaways that I talked to in real life had. Yeah. I had, I had a brunch with four of them and I was the fifth and three of us were in a conversation and two Mm. of us were in another and I was part of the three and they stopped and they were like, anyone else feel good that we're a part of the three people having a conversation and not two that years after being on, they were still like, okay, I'm talking to the majority of the people right now. I'm okay. Okay. I'm okay right now. Cause that's the thing in a, in a survivor community where anybody can be asked back at any time. You're always, you're always playing. Yeah. It's like even it's if it's like Hunger Games, you are not done playing yeah. ever. And people are pretty hungry. <laughs> yeah, it's a I think everyone in life should have better mental health care. I think it should be included, but sure. when you go through something like that, that's traumatizing. I know. You literally could be bullied by other players. Yeah, that's the tough one. The mental game that other people play on you is grueling. The fact that you're not eating or sleeping is grueling. The fact that you are 100% out in the elements. No. Like the game was hard enough in the first few seasons when it was just the elements and the, yeah. and the circumstances of the game. But now it is so psychological mm-hmm. and it is so aggressive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember. I'm trying to think the last season in which for the most part, everyone was kind of getting along. Obviously there are, there was still strategizing going on, but for the most part, everyone was, was doing okay. And, uh, I feel like certainly, I think post Russell and post, yeah. Post heroes and villains. Yes. That one, two punch of those seasons. Um, yep. And I guess, I guess right before Russell, you had JT and Steven who were on the bottom for a long time, but they stuck with it. And by manipulating people, they got to the end, but they still looked pretty effortless. Um, 
Whereas, yeah, because they worked against a tribe that was crumbling from the beginning and yeah. just never had a chance to vote anyone off. They were dying to vote people off. Yeah. It wasn't an uphill battle for JT and Steven. Yeah. So I think probably right around, you know, 19 and 20, the game changed to yeah. a point that, and I think some people actually say that around season 28 with Tony and you see mm-hmm. not, he's not merely playing aggressively. It is chaos. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. And it's him and Cass. You have, you've had a couple, at this point, you've had a couple people having breakdowns and throwing like the rice out and stuff like that. Not only that, but then you just hear from him that he only got two to three hours of, of sleep a night, yeah. that he was playing 24 seven, even when everyone else was asleep, yeah. he was figuring out the next day and what to do. You know, aside from Abby, I guess last season is the first one where Yes, there is still some anger, but there wasn't quite the level of bitterness and the level of right. insanity. Right. Like aggressive, negative insanity that we've seen from past seasons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so maybe that's... And, and this one, I feel like this is not an overly negative season. No, this is the positivity season. Yeah. Even though there's still the stuff with Alicia and Scott and Jason and stuff. But that's where you need even more mental care because it's all warped. It's all backwards. Everyone's being super polite, but screwing each other over. That's true. Yeah, it's... uh, I love this show so much. (laughs) It it kills me that... Okay, so David, my co-host of Battleship Pretension, he'll watch Amazing Race all day long. And that's fine. I love Amazing Race, as sure. do you. And he says he just said, I cannot watch Survivor because it's so stressful, because it's so much about deception and stuff. And I was like, yeah, exactly. What's your point? That's why it's so great, because there's this other element. I enjoy it, but, you know, I can see his point. There are sure. other shows that are equally as stressful, and I can't get into them. I do find when there's a summer break... I miss it, but I'm also just like, this is probably good for me to not have this in my life for a while. But anyway, okay. So we actually, we should, we should probably stop because we got stuff to do. Um, But yeah, thank you everybody for listening. I will say this is a thing that I don't put out often enough. Um, You are welcome to tweet or email questions uh, to us that we will cover or just general comments that you'd like us to respond to in the next episode. I always think about it like the night of, and unsurprisingly, uh, people have other things to do. And, um, but yeah, anytime between now and the next episode, you're welcome to, to tweet or email me, uh, Tyler at uh, battleship pretension.com. Uh, you can leave comments on our Facebook page and, and, you know, we'd love to, to, respond to them uh but in the meantime thank you everybody for listening as for the rest of you got nothing for you grab your stuff head back to camp bye bye